Hallelujah. I first want to honor my brother. Um, not enough words to say about Pastor Eben. Uh, we met years ago. One of our friends, mutual friends, said, uh, you got to meet Pastor Eben. And then he said he's supposed to meet me because some people think I'm a little extra. Why he got to wear all his bling? So uh, I'm the Florida Pastor Eben. Okay? <laughs> and I'm cool with me. Amen. God bless you, man of God. Thank you for this honor. Be seated. I'm going to jump in this word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that you are the all-knowing, all-seeing God. Lord, you're the alpha, the omega, the author, and the finisher of my faith. Father God, do what only you can do. Father God, give them ears to hear and a heart to receive what thus saith the Lord. Lord, I thank you right now that you're going to move in this service. Lord, I thank you right now for an on-time word, a right-now word, that Father God, it will deposit in their soul. Lord, I thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Everyone say all right, all right, I know y'all got some house rules, but I'm switching it up real quick. I'm switching it up real quick. Amen? So this is what I said in my church. Y'all ready? This is my Bible. I can be what it says I can be. I can do what it says I can do. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. I believe. I believe. Say it deep. I believe. That my life will never be the same after hearing and doing the living word of God in Jesus' name. Now, I want to set this atmosphere. Y'all, y'all about there. Y'all about there now. I want to set this atmosphere. So everywhere I go, I teach this acronym called FAP. Pastor, what you talking about? Uh, there's ingredients when God moves. Three ingredients when God moves. The first ingredient is called faith. Uh, this is Hebrews 11:6. It says this: For it is impossible to please God without faith. For those who come to God must first believe that He exists and believe that He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Look at say, neighbor, you got faith? Okay, okay, okay. So the first ingredient is faith. The next ingredient is I got to have agreement. The Bible says where two or three gather together in his name, there he's in the midst. You, you have to have some agreement. This is from Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. Uh, Paul and Silas had just been beaten and they were wounded. Uh, they set a young girl free. And the Bible says in Acts 16, around midnight, as they were praying and praising. The Bible says that they prayed and praised so loud that the other prisoners heard them. And as they're praying and praising, the Bible says that there was a great earthquake and all the shackles came off. Could it be that you're one praise away from your breakthrough? No, no, no. Let me take it to another level. It wasn't that just their shackles came off. All the shackles came off. Could it be that your praise might set your whole row free? Your praise might set your family free. See, once you tap into praise, things start coming off. Shackles start coming off. So, okay, okay, okay. So, so everyone say faith, faith. agreement, and then we got to have our praise right. This is Psalms 34, verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. 
His praise will be continually in my mouth. Say, neighbor, neighbor, I don't, I don't see your mouth moving. I don't see your mouth. I will bless the Lord at, and his praise will be. Okay, let's go to verse 3. Oh, here it is. Verse 3 is going to blow up. It says this. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Y'all ain't got it. Y'all ain't get it. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt. Y'all ain't got it yet. Y'all ain't get it. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let See, there's something about that us magnifying. When you can tap into that, faith, agreement, and praise, you have set the atmosphere for a miracle. I'm trying to get this atmosphere right for God to do something. There's some things you've been waiting for. Pastor Eben reached out to me. He said, man, can you, uh, this was our last trip. We were in Jamaica. This year, I think we were, I went to Jamaica twice, Bahamas. You were with me in Bahamas. And then the other trip to Jamaica, and then I went back to Jamaica. I'm from Jamaica, by the way. Wagwan star. Easy. I said, you know, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> School. No, stop. Focus, focus. So, we were on our last trip. He said, man, I want you to come share at my church. And I had this great message. And then uh, he called me back. He said, man, you tweak the message. I said, no problem, man. Uh, before I came here, um, it was about three weeks ago. Uh, my grandmother passed away, and I did her funeral in Fort Lauderdale on a Saturday. And uh, while I was at the funeral for my grandmother, I, you know, I did the words, I did my tears. And uh, I had buried my mother uh, about 12 years ago. And after I buried her, I never went back to the gravesite because I know she's not there. But I didn't go back. So as I'm standing in there, and there, doing the last words of my grandmother, I look down and I see my mother's name. Took the wind out of me. So I backed away and I had my silent cry. My little, little brother never saw it either, so as soon as he saw it, I said, this is going to be a rough day. So the next day, I'm getting on the plane Sunday morning to, to, to Arizona, for my daughter's treatment. My daughter's been ill for 10 years and I fly around the country trying to find new doctors for her. So when I'm flying out there and we land and we get to our Airbnb, the door don't work. And I'm in the car and I get a call that uh, one of my members, uh, they said their season was up. I said, okay, well, praise the Lord. And before I left, my secretary said, you know, God has called us somewhere else. I said, okay, praise the Lord. And I sat in the car and I had a moment. And I started crying. I said, Lord, I'm pouring everything out. But yet and still, I don't see it. And he said to me, he said, son, I want you to take this word. This is Pastor Evans' word. And God said, the word is leading while bleeding. See, sometimes we, we look at our pastors and seem like they have everything together, but they're leading while they're bleeding. 
I'm not just talking to Pastor Evan. I'm talking to everybody who's been in leadership. Because sometimes people feel like you don't have an issue, like you don't have a problem, that you're not walking through something by yourself, but you're leading while you're bleeding and you have to put a smile on your face like it's all good and you have to praise God, but getting still everything in your life is not what you wanted to be, but I'm leading while I'm bleeding and I have to say, God, I thank you that right now my life's a mess, but getting still. I will. Bless the Lord. See, see, I've learned it's, it's easy to praise God on the mountaintop, but how do you praise Him in the valley? How do you praise Him when your life is not what you want it to be? That's when your praise is real. See, real praisers can praise when everything in my life submit, but yet still, I will. Your faith is not about the mountain. Your faith is about the valley. Leading while bleeding. Today I'm teaching from Exodus chapter 17. God gave Moses a word. And he's just trying to do what God said. But yet and still, he catches opposition. It reads... Verse 1, Exodus 17. At the Lord's command. At whose command? The whole community of Israel left the wilderness of sin and moved from place to place. Eventually they, ca they camped at Rephidim. But there was no water there for the people to drink. Now let me ask you a question. Whose command are they following? Why would God send me to a place with no water? Could it be that he's just trying to see where your faith is? Not every dry season is the devil. Not every faith fight is the devil. The precursor to your breakthrough is how you handle this level. And God will test you to see who you trust. There was a song back when I was in the club. I know some of y'all that was last night, but it's all good. I still love you. There's a song in the club like this. Who you with? Who you with? Get. See that? I knew y'all went to the, I knew it. Y'all went to the same club I did. I know. I know. Pastor Edmund on that side. On that side, on that side. <laughs> Verse 2 says this, so once more the people complained against Moses. Whoa, whoa, it said once more. That means they had been complaining though. Look at this, neighbor, are you one of them? <laughs> Look at the other neighbor, said, neighbor. I know it's some heathen behind me. I know, I know, I know it ain't you. It's, it's, it's them. Got something to say about everything. He said, so once more the people complained against Moses. Give us water to drink, they demanded. Quiet, Moses replied. Why are you complaining against me? And why are you testing the Lord? 
verse 3. But tormented by thirst, they continued, what? Let me help you. This is going to bless your whole life. Say, neighbor, please listen right now. God wants you to grow through models and mentors. Okay. So, listen to me. If you don't listen to your mentor, God will send you a tormentor. Look at the word tor. That's the root word for tornado. So you can listen, as my daddy say, you can listen or you can feel. So you have an option, the mentor or the... You should give an offering just for that. All right. Why did you bring us out of Egypt? Are you trying to kill us? Our children are livestock? Let me help you. People often make the mistake of blaming God's messenger for God's process. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, help, help, help. Here it is. Jeremiah 1.5 says, before the world was formed, I knew you and called you. So that means all of us have a purpose. Everyone say, I have a purpose. You could also go to Psalms 139 where he says, before the world was formed, he says, I knew you. Okay? He says, I formed you. You're wonderful. Now, here's the struggle. When God has you positioned for purpose, he takes you through a process. In the purpose... There's a process. With the process, you have to hold on to the promise. I'm going to say it again. God called you for purpose. Everyone say purpose. With purpose, there's a process. And when you're going through the process, you must hold on to the promise. Okay, give me Bible. Give me Bible. God said, Joseph, your family going to bow down to you. But God never showed Joseph the pit or the prison. He only showed him the palace. So what happens, God shows you the end, but he don't tell you the hell you got to go through. Because if he showed you the hell you had to go through, you wouldn't go. So God says, I got a purpose for you. And since I got purpose, I got to put you through my process. And if you hold on to the promise, okay, 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 well... Let me help you. Let me help you. When I was a little boy, my mama would have this. Come on, sisters. It's called dark and lovely. I see you, sister. You got it on full tilt. Praise God. And my mama would buy this. And my mama would, God rest her soul, she would get some Vaseline. And she would part her head up and she'd just be doing hard, too. They call that basing your scalp. And then she put that kid on. And she sit there. Then I see a bead of sweat coming down her head. I say, Mama, what's wrong? It hot. I said, what you mean it hot? It's a burn. I said, so take it out. She said, no. Mawal look like this. <laughs> so she was willing to go through the process because she understood that at the end she will have the final product 
And you got to understand that God has a process. And if you can hold on to the promise. All right, sit down. Okay, let me give you a word. This is original. The pit provides proper perspective producing power. The pit provides proper perspective producing power. Joseph had to go through the pit. The young ruler, the Bible, not the young ruler, the Bible speaks of the son, the prodigal who took his money. The Bible says when he was in a pig pen, he came to himself. So when he was in a pit, he got the proper perspective. So sometimes God allows you to go through some pit seasons for you to come to yourself. And when you come to you, okay, let me give you another word. If you can find the purpose in your pain, you'll find the power. Because God takes even Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, he had to go in the wilderness. And the Bible said when he came out, he came out with power. Hallelujah. Matthew 4, okay, verse 4, verse 4. Then Moses cried out to the Lord, what should I do with these heathen? They're ready to stone me. He the leader. He's just obeying God. And they're ready to stone him. Now, stoning means I'm done with you. If you don't know how it go, they put you in a pit and everybody throw a rock at your head. Stoning. But I realize it when they want to stone you, he wasn't the only leader they want to stone. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, the Bible says this, that David and his men went out for battle. When they went out, the enemy came in and took their wives and children. And the men were so hot. Now, they didn't talk about David. His wife got take two. It's funny how people don't think like you don't get touched too. Look, look what the Bible says. It says this. Further, David was greatly distressed because the people, his, his, his crew, talked about stoning him. For they were embittered because of the loss of their family. And the Bible says, and David encouraged himself. Sometimes you have to have a praise party by yourself. Father God, I thank you that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Lord, I thank you that I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not below. I'm blessed coming in and blessed coming out. Father God, I tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Lord, I thank you that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Lord, I thank you that I have not seen, ears have not heard, neither enter the heart of man what God has in store for me. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we may ask or think according to the power that worketh in me. Yea, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound 
mind. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You better encourage. Ooh, Jesus. Boy, that clock going fast. Exodus 17, 5. The Lord said to Moses, walk out in front of the people. Take your staff, the one used when they struck the water Nile. Call some of the elders to join you. Verse 6 says this. I will stand before you at the rock of Mount Sinai. Strike the rock, the water will come gushing out. Then the people will be able to drink. Lord Jesus. So Moses struck the rock, as he was told, and the water gushed out of the rock. Verse 7. Moses named the place Massa, test, and Meribah, arguing. <laughs> because the people of Israel argued with Moses and tested the Lord. Look at the connection. When they argued with the leader, they were testing the Lord. I got to check people every now and then. You can fight me if you want to. You can. But you're not going to fight just me. Okay, let me break it down. Sometimes we may not like the president, whatever your flow, okay? But guess what? He has an office. It don't matter who's in the office, it's an office. And the office will be protected by the United States of America. The office of a pastor has its own secret service. You can say what you want to say. You can do what you want to do. But there are some angels attached to every office. Play with it if you want to. The Bible says, touch not my anointed, do their... <laughs> this ain't what you want. I had to tell somebody, I said, listen, hey, hey, buddy, this ain't what you want, man. I said, the last person, he lost his house, his car, and his wife. Don't, don't play with me now. I ain't trying to pray against you. I'm just saying, don't, don't do this to yourself. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> now, in the midst of you going through, you will find out about leaders. Teaching point, there's four kinds of leaders. In, the, in, in Judges chapter 9, it talks about four trees. The first tree is the olive tree. They call it liquid gold because it was so valuable. It's hardy. It's all weather. It's multi-purpose. Oil, food, skin for your skin, for cooking, for lube. It's so good. That's what you want to be as a leader. Meaning when stuff happens, people can't even tell you going through. Then we have the fig tree leader. They're good, but when you shake them too hard, the figs fall off. That's why Jesus came to the fig tree and said, where is your fruit? They have the leaves of fruitfulness, but they don't have the fruit. Woo! Then we have the next kind of leader, the vine tree leader. What's that leader, Pastor? Like a grape tree? The vine tree leader will only grow to the level of its support system. That's why you see grapes have to have a stick to support them. They're a leader and they're fruitful, but they'll only grow to the level of their support system. That's why you see some pastors step out on their own and get shot up. Because, see, they were living under the support of their leader. Shots fired. All right. The bramble bush leader. Fruitful, but they're prickly. 
You'll get fruit, but they'll hurt you. Lord, that's a whole nother sermon. Verse 8. While the people of Israel were still in Rephraim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, choose men to go out and fight the army of Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill holding my staff to God. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of the hill. Here's a teaching point for every person here who's under the sound of my voice. Your life will be determined by four things. Who you serve, who you submit to, who you sacrifice for, and who you sow into. I'm going to say it real slow. Who do you serve? Who do you submit to? Who do you sacrifice for? And who do you sow into? Will determine the directions of your life. Those four questions, answer them today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Got real quiet right there. Got real quiet. As long as Moses held his hand up, the Israelites won. Look at this, y'all. Okay. Now, all these ain't mine, but we're going to pretend they're mine for a second. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Now, I'm Moses. And the only way we win is for my hands to be up. So the longer I stay like this, the longer you lose. Because see, your victory is connected to my hands being. But when I got too much weight, I can't get my hands up. But yet and still you lose when I lose. Boy, my hands so getting tired. This is church. People watch you work. And no one comes to grab a bag. I'm glad I did my curls this morning. Victory. Come here, my brother. Come here, my brother. Come here. I need help. Come here. Our victories only happen. The Bible says it. Look at this. As long as Moses' hands were held up in his staff, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hands, come on, grab one hand. Lift it up. Keep me up. Keep me up. As long as my hands were up, we win. Not I win. We win. And sometimes in ministry, we see our pastor. You better... Because the victory is won with his hands up. Thank you, all brothers. Let me tell you something. I asked God. I was going through so many storms. I said, Lord, what's this, man? We started the church in 08. 2010, my mother died. 2011, my father died. The next year, my daughter, a straight-A student, was struck with autoimmune encephalitis. Can't go to school anymore. Struggles to speak. 
and she's full-time care. Straight-A student, no issues. 2015, I was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer. They had to give surgery and go through chemo. And I was, I was angry at God. I said, Lord, what's this, man? I'm doing everything you, your book told me to do. And as they were taking me into the PET scan machine to see if the cancer had metastasized, spread. And as I'm in the machine, because I, I, I talk to God, God, what's up with this man? And I, I say, like, what's up with this man? Just like, what's up with this man? You God. I'm your son. We got a relationship. What's up with this man? And as, as I'm going into the PET scan machine, you have to keep your hands up. And as I'm going, as they're wheeling me to the machine, I heard his voice. He said, son, as long as you can keep your hands up. I don't care what the report says. As long as you can keep your hands up. I got you. And some of you are carrying what you're supposed to cast. First Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your cares upon the Lord. Stop carrying it, start casting it. Stop carrying it, start casting it. It's not my problem. It's God's because I'm not carrying this. I'm casting it. Three points now. Get out your way. Number one, we all got a thorn. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but this is Second uh, Chronicles uh, Corinthians, excuse me, chapter 12. The Bible says that Paul said, Lord, I've asked you three times to remove this thorn from my side. And God said, my grace is sufficient. <laughs> we all have a cup. We all have a thorn that we can't get rid of. We all have a cup we don't want to drink. Jesus said this in Matthew 26, 39. After going a little further, he fell down and prayed saying, my father... If it's possible, let this cup pass. So then God says, Jomo, everyone has a thorn they can't get rid of. Everyone has a cup they want, don't want to drink. And everyone has a cross they don't want to carry. He said this in Matthew 16, 24. If anyone wishes to follow me and be my disciple, he must deny himself and take up his cross. I don't know what your cross is, but there's something you don't want to carry. There's a drink you don't want to swallow and there's a thorn you can't get rid of. And you're asking God, how long? How long, Lord? The greatest example of leading while bleeding was Jesus. The Bible says in, in Luke 23, while he's on the cross, suffering in agony, the, the, the crucifixion was one of the worst deaths because you die, of it, you die because you can't breathe because it happens. Uh, they, they, they nail you to the cross and so now you're like this. But the challenge is if you stay like this, you can't breathe. So you have to stand up on the nails that's in your foot to lift yourself up to take a breath. But you can't stand up too long because of pain so much. So you go and you go up and down. So in the midst of him going through his pain, now a sinner on the cross says, Jesus, and he's just suffering. Then he says, Lord, now Jesus has to step out of humanity, step into divinity. I'm bleeding, I'm dying, but yet there's a soul that needs to be saved. Jesus will lead while he's bleeding. He even says to the disciples, take care of my mother while in the midst of his suffering. The sinner said this, Lord, will you remember me? Dig deeper. 
God can't forget you. When he said, Lord, will you remember me? It means life has dismembered me. Can you put me back together? When he's saying, remember me, take my... See, some of you have been through some things. And you're not the same person you used to be. And God is... He said, Lord, can you remember me? What I love about Jesus... He's not just our Lord and Savior. He's the author and the finisher. What does that mean? The word finisher also means the word editor. It means he can change your story. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the bread of life. He's the branch that reached out to you. He's Christ. He's the consolation. He is the high price. He's the door to the sheep. He's my deliverer. He's El Shaddai. Oh, he's the forerunner. He's the faithful God. He's God all by himself. He's the holy one. He's the highest. He is the great I am. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He's Jehovah Jireh my provider. He's Jehovah Rapha, my healer. He's Jehovah Hofi, my shepherd. He's Jehovah Shammah. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the messenger. He's the Nazareth. He's the only begotten. He's the perpetuation. He's the resurrection. He's the truth of life. He's my savior. He's the all in all. And I tell you today, do you know him? Everything you need it's locked up in your yes. My wife spoke to me this morning. She said, Jomo, there's healing in the house. I said, I know it. And some of you have been leading while bleeding. Bless you. Get to this altar. It may not be. People say, I'm not in leadership. No, it's happening in your home. It's happening on your job. And you feel like something on the inside. Like, why am I going through what I'm going through? I'm doing right, God. I'm doing what you, but yet and still I'm going through. I tell you today, shackles are coming off. Fresh wind, new season, yokes destroyed. You've been carrying this too long. Come on, lift your hands. Lord, I'm giving it to you today. I'm giving it to you today, Lord. Have your way, Father. You are my healer. You are my healer. You are Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God who healeth me. In the name of Jesus, I command every tissue, every tissue of your body. Lord, I thank you. It lines up to the word of God. Lord, I cancel the assignment of the enemy. By your stripes, they are healed. Lord, healing is the children's bread. So, Father God, I thank you. Restoration, reconciliation. Lord, have your way. Repeat after me, Father God, I'm your child, and your word says, ask, and it shall be given. I thank you right now, because you already know the need. I receive it in Jesus' name, just like you did with Abraham. When Abraham looked up to the stars, he said, son, if you can count it, it's yours. So, Father God, I receive it like Abraham received it. And, Father God, I thank you that I walk in it right now like it's already done in Jesus' name. Now, on three, I want you to shout hallelujah. One, two. I said on three now. Y'all didn't listen. One, two, three. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. The Bible says, 
the children of Israel walked around the wall seven times. And they said on the seventh day, they lifted up a shout. And when they shouted, all the walls came down. Lord, I thank you right now. Those walls are coming down. And we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Hallelujah. If you don't know Jesus, today is your day. If you don't have a church, today is your day. Today is your day of breakthrough. You've got a new birthday today. Hit the reset button. Things are going to be changed. Hallelujah. I'm walking in the new.